Hello. I have a story that I want to share. Story being told to me by my father when I was young. Every night when I was about to go to bed, that's when he would tell me that story. And this story is about a king that was not recognized in his hometown. And this king wanted to bring a new change to humanity. This king was really a king to, to change the world. And some elders brought in time my father was telling me this story, I never knew who this king really was until I do my research and I found out who the person was. So this lady, she committed a sin and the people Asked her, asked him, sorry, to judge the king was busy writing and told the accusers of the woman, anyone that is perfect that has not sinned and graduated, they all left. They dropped their stones and left. And after a while, the king turned, where are your accusers? And she said, they're all gone. And he said, if they didn't judge you, I won't judge you. Rise up and say no more. When I grew up, I later discovered that that story was the story of Jesus and Mandalene. Welcome to Mind Closer 101. My name is Okichukumera, known as Brahmachinamelu. I'm the host of the show, and you're welcome to a live section. I want to thank the executive producer and the boards of um, IBM TV for giving me an opportunity to really come up with this show for us to talk. My Closer 101 is where people ask questions and they kind of share issues, problems that they have that have been trapped on their mindset that has really been disturbing them and they don't have a way to express them. Yeah, we talk, we talk about those problems and answer those questions, but we don't judge. Our slogan is, he that is perfect be the first to cast a stone. Do not judge, so you won't be judged. My name again is Okechukumera from Achinamelo. And uh, today we're having a guest all the way from, I have two guests actually, but one that's online already. She's an entrepreneur. She's a student of Preville A&M uh, University, Texas. 
She's an entrepreneur. She's a life coach. She's an evangelist of the gospel of Jesus. She's the founder and uh, the creator of Align and Fine. Master of Jazz Babbling with Jazz. Yes. And her name is Jasmine Charlie. All the way from the city of um, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show. And I have also, yeah, and I have all the way from Nigeria, Umwahia, precisely, a city called Umwahia. She's a doctor. Her name is Dr. Obiageli Moroleke Sambo. Hi, doctor. Now, um, actually, today we'll be talking about. Um, rape cases. Can you guys hear me properly? Yes. Obi, can you hear me? We can't. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Okay. Okay. So, um, we're talking about rape case and um, Actually, in Nigeria, um, I also want to tell the audience that Jasmine Charlie is a Nigerian as well. So, Jasmine, say welcome in your dialect. <laughs> in there. Good, good. Now, today's topic is about um, the rape, the rape case in Nigeria. It's really getting out of hand and. Um, Stories we're hearing every day, trending in news is about rape. Some couple of months ago, an undergraduate of the University of Benin was being raped and murdered. Another one happened in Ibadan. Then just of recent, last week, we had another case of um, a three-month-old baby that was raped. And um, yesterday, trending the social media as well, Facebook, we had another case of a father who raped his daughter, a three-year-old daughter, while the wife was giving birth in the hospital. So, Jasmine, tell me, what do you think about rape? What's what's really, what? How can you define rape? Um, I can define rape. Uh, as uh, taking advantage, taking a sexual advantage on someone without um, their given consent. Um, if somebody has not agreed to engage in sexual activity with you, but you still force yourself upon it or still pursue it and follow through with it without the person agreeing, um, you in instance are raping that person. So that's the basic definition of what rape is to me. Firstly, that's having a sexual uh, intercourse with someone by force. Is there a must that someone was really um, have sexual intercourse with a partner? Do you think so? I I definitely do not think so. I think rape can be definitely. Um, it's a very selfish act. And um, if you're looking at it from a spiritual aspect, that person might be dealing. Not even might. Um, lust is one of uh, the 
the driving factors of that if you're looking at it from a spiritual aspect. But um, it's definitely not a must. It's just very, yes, selfish and lustful. Definitely, I would say. Now, what's the um, spiritual, um, the spiritual uh, significance of rape in the Bible? What's, what does the Bible talk about um, sexual violence? Um, well, I know for I know for a fact that the Bible um, definitely um, just encourages us to, you know, um, you know, uh, when it comes to sex, sexual intercourse, and let it be between husband and a wife, um, anything outside of that um, godly covenant, um, it's sinful. It, it just simply is. Sex outside of marriage is sinful. Um, if you are married and you are having sex with somebody else, that is adultery. And I think really when it comes to um, rape in the Bible, when when the Bible tells us to love our neighbors and to love um, one another, I think when you're raping somebody, um, that is the complete opposite of love. You are defiling someone else's body. You're not respecting their own personal boundaries. Um, and and you're not you're not looking at your fellow brother or sister um, in the the way that God views them. You are lusting after them, and you are basically abusing them. And even the Bible says that even if we may not even physically commit the act, but say say for instance somebody hasn't even physically um, necessarily took advantage of somebody in a sexual intercourse way. If, if you're thinking about it, you know, the Bible says you've even done it in your heart. So, I mean, not physically have raped somebody, but if you are an older man and you are looking at a younger girl and in your head, you are imagining it in your head, you've already done it in your heart. So that's what the Bible definitely says about it. And um, you definitely need to love your neighbor. And when you truly love your neighbor, you're not going to cross those boundaries with people. Hmm. Talking about love. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Love, I know it's um, is a deep teaching by by Jesus in the Bible. At least the first thing um is the first thing being taught in the Bible by Jesus, telling us to first of all love our God. Yes. And um also love our neighbor you understand and from that if one can practice such uh, doctrine it means that person is a believer am i right jasmine you said if, if one person can practice such doctrine as love right that's what you're asking yes yes um i definitely believe so I believe so. I also so, meaning that if we're believers, we can we if as believers, we shouldn't have that um, we shouldn't have that thought of trying to rape any anyone, right? Exactly. Even the thought, even if you may not commit it, if you even if you're thinking about it, you're just as you're in the same position. Sorry, my network caught me for a moment. I had to like restart joining the live broadcast again. You're welcome. Good to have you. Thank Good you. to have you on the show. 
So Jasmine, you were still talking about something. Oh, I was just saying right. that if you, if you're even, I said, say for instance, like you, like you were saying, if you're thinking about it, you're you're in the same position as somebody who's already done it. If you th even if you're thinking about it. Okay. Now, Abby, I guess you can hear me clearly, right? Yes, I can. Can you, um, as a doctor, can you talk about uh, what the victim passed through while they were being raped? Like, let's take let's take the instance of um, okay, you were offline when we talked about the three-year-old girl that her father constantly raped, and um, the mother tried talking about it to the family of the father and. Um, um, the, the family of the husband and the family warned her never to do that. And while she was giving birth, the man raped the daughter again that same night. Then we'll talk about, we talked about uh, the three months old baby that's been trending the social media recently being raped. What do you really think that can be the, uh, the side effect on this victim? basically when it comes to rape i apart from being a naturopathic doctor my first major was in psychology and find it we have like physical effects negative effects from rape where you can't compare it to the psychological effect it leaves when we're talking about physically for young young children like children below 13 when they're being raped they actually you know at that point their organs are not fully developed their reproductive organs they're still in the stage of developing although we nowadays you have children that grow fast and all that it affects a lot of things especially if the person you're being raped by is very aggressive and has a big penis sometimes it damages i've i've seen someone that she was I think she was six then when I read the case. She got raped by three men and it damaged her uterus wall. Are you with me? Yes, yes, I'm listening. We we see cases like that where it's not just fine, there's bruising. Some people have tear, like tears that I don't know if you've heard about like when women give birth, they, some of them have tears and some, some surgical yes. procedures like handle it properly or can't be handled properly. You just have to live with it. Some of these children have to live with those same tears or even worse for the rest of their lives. Sometimes you go under surgical procedures and you still don't get the, the satisfaction you want from them because doctors have done the best they can sometimes if you pain then when we talk about psychologically you've scarred the person the person is going to be going through a lot of traumas there are sexual disorders that people people go through for life that you can't do anything about it there is this particular sexual disorder that is very common among rape victims but doesn't open even when you're willing to have sex, it doesn't it doesn't receive men. 
in in, in Yoruba land, some people it happens to some people here, yeah, and they call it magu, but it's not that. When the vaginal wall, they call it what again? Magu. Some people, some people feel it's fetish when it happens. Yes, some people feel it's fetish, but it's okay. actually, it's actually psychological and physiological where your vaginal wall refuses to to open or to move or to let anything in or let anything out that is in within that point. So you see a lot of people wow. going through traumatic disorders. They're scared when they see men. They're scared when they are like alone women. They're scared when a, a, like a man touches them. They get panic attacks when they feel like they're in a compromising situation. A lot of things actually happened to rape victims that I can't even start if I should say I want to discuss each disorder, you know, personally and break them down one by one, we wouldn't end this live video. Today. We wouldn't. And that thing is that most of these people never, never get over this trauma. Recently, when this say you no know, to rape thing started, that messaged me that they wanted to start therapy because they were just losing it they couldn't handle reading what was happening online because they've been in those same situations they felt like they were living their horror all over again wow yeah. wow like it's the 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 negative effects is it's really it's really Are you there? it's not something we could discuss in a few minutes and both psychologically and physiologically and get over with i i really understand i it's really understand i still want to ask a question magun um in yoruba land yeah apart from can you really really talk more about magun in the sense that apart from victims um trying to like, it looks as if they are trying to um, practice it. What's Magun all about? Apart from the trauma the victims okay, do have, causes people to think it's Magun on its own. What's Magun, please? Okay, according to my understanding from the word Magun, some people use fetish means to on their partners, their female partners or females, basically. So if any man has sex with them, the man gets stuck in their vagina or the man can come out when having sex. The woman gets what? Like, Magun, people believe it's fetish. Yes. Yeah. People use it as a means to know when a man has had sex with a woman. And during the process, the man gets stuck in the woman's vagina wall. Here, he, like he can't come out when having sex. But from my understanding, as a doctor and as a psychologist, the same thing that goes on when it's happening in man is actually a sexual disorder, where your vagina wall constructs to the extent that it's not receiving anything. Or anything that is within that 
that that space gets stuck there. Although there are there there are ways where you could stop that by inserting your finger in your anus hole. It releases, it calms down the vagina wall. It stops it from contracting tightly and all. But if you look deep into people that I like personally, I'm a sex therapist also. And I've had cases whereby some men say they don't think their wife enjoys sex with them or their partner enjoys sex with them. Most times they can't penetrate the person, not because the person is a virgin or anything. The person is not just giving in. But most cases, when I look into it, they've been through one form or the other of sexual trauma. It's not something you can control. You don't have control over it. It just happens naturally. Jasmine. Yes. What would you say about um, the culture, our culture, about the magum? What would you say about that? Um, I kind of agree um, with the doctor. I think um, as as far as the the sex. Not the uh, fetish um, aspect, but I do believe that uh, a part of um, it can be as a result of sexual trauma that now her vagina is, you know, not allowing, you know, because you've been traumatized in that way, um, it's not allowing anything to come in or anything to come out. Um, and ju that's just the physical aspect. I think, yeah, when, when, when people experience trauma, they their body, not only their mind is, is affected, but their body also responds to that trauma as well in different ways. And I think that can be one of the ways our body responds to trauma, especially sexual trauma. Uh, yeah, go on doctor, you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Doctor, can you hear me? I think she's having a connection. She can't really hear us. She can't really hear us. Okay, so Jasmine, um, what did the um, okay, ask you about that? Let me ask you this question, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Dressing new. And Okay. I have okay. cases of um are you with Jasmine, now talking about um rape. In America, how many how many cases have you have you has it in America? Is it that rampart? Is it trending now? Um, I think rape is trending in Nigeria. Trending in Chicago and Texas as it's trending here in Nigeria. Um, yeah, I think so. I think rape is honestly something that it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in China. You can be in 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 England. It. I think it's something that is just happening everywhere. There's definitely rape um, cases and stuff in the United States. Um, and I think it's been here for a long time, probably since the foundation of, of the formation of the United States, it's been prevalent. 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that goes on over here as well, for sure. So um, talking about the, the African community, is it that rampant? As far as the African, like, yeah, the African community in America, I... Oh, the African Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I... Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I'm saying about the African, about in the African community, is rape really that much? The case is really very high. In, okay, no. In between the I, African community, like the Nigerians and the tribes, Africans in America, is it really? I personally know. Among them? Personally, no. There, it's not as, as it's not as, it's not as prevalent in the African community in the United States. That's not as common. If it is, it's more so a family, it's more in a family well, type. Um, what? Rape actually is, um, according to some Africans, is like man having power over his partner that's uh, the opposite sex. Right. That's what rape is all about. That's how we say it here. And when a man falsely, falsely, um, have sex during the course with his uh, with his partner. It's not uh, seen to be rape in the African culture. As I was said, we the men they believe the men rule over them. You understand? Like uh, a man can get married to so many wives. He believes he has the right to. He has the right to have sex with any of his wives or partners without them having the right to say no. You understand? Yes. Yes. So, Jasmine, are you with me? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Um, well, actually, actually in Africa, we in the olden days, that's back in the days before Christianity and civilization came into Africa, the men believed to have power over their spouses, over their wives, and um, um, and because of that, it really um, has this impact it has over 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 the society. But thank God for civilization and um, also Christianity, all those things were tagged rape. But back in the days, our sisters just don't believe in that. They just believe that, yes, if you want something, you can get it. But when it turns rape, it's when that person is not, um, is not um, in, um, betrothed to you or you meet another woman and try to have sex, that's when it's called rape. But I also understand that rape is not just having to do with um, 
having to do with um, another person, forcefully, it could be also your spouse. It could also be your wife as well. You understand? So, but um, in Africa, it's not really good. But Jasmine, are you, can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? Do you hear me? Okay. Okay. Dr. Obi, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Um, is it in our culture that men should rape women? It's not think? in our culture, but our culture has not addressed it as a serious crime. Because our culture doesn't, uh, it's not in our culture, I repeat, but our culture has not addressed this as a serious crime. Our culture does not have support group for rape victims. Rape victims always fall under like drug abuse, sexual transmitted disease, unwanted pregnancy, a lot of things actually, but our culture is just like, laid back about it i'm sorry to say because recently there's been a say no to rape movement a lot of people asking for a life sentence for rapists and all and right from time rape issues have not always been easily convicted here or they haven't been convicted at all and unfortunately people that rape here are always people in power or people that who have privilege or connections. So they don't always, they don't always, um, how should I put it? There's not always justice. Let me just put it that way for rape victims. Not in our culture, but our culture really doesn't have a support system for rape victims. So personally, doctor, what do you think, um, what would you like to see in like the, as far as change, you know, in you know our culture, as far as right now, moving forward. What I would love to see, firstly, is a change of behavior for raped victims, and the sense that when you're raped, you shouldn't feel ashamed of it. You shouldn't feel you caused it. You should seek for justice. Most rape victims are always in the closet, always say they don't have energy, justice, always don't want to, you know, take the matter up. But you also let the rapist go about to take someone else's joy. And the next person might not be as strong as you are to move on. A lot of rape victims have committed suicide. They've gone into severe depression, suicide, their lives have been altered for life, unwanted pregnancies. I know a couple of rape victims are in and out of rehab, like they're going to have their shot. So I think I need a positive fight back behavior from rape victims, first of all. Then secondly, I feel in every hospital, all over the world, not just in our culture. They should have a unit for rape victims where if you're being raped, you can easily get like go into the hospital, get checked, get samples. So it's being documented for your case file. I want our justice system to take rape 
as a serious crime as murder. Let me just put it that way, as much as murder. Because some of these rape victims, their souls are being killed. That's just mm-hmm. honest fact. They can never be the same. Yeah. They can never be the same. There is always post-traumatic disorder for life. Yeah. Even when you're with someone you do trust, that post-traumatic disorder is always going to be there. There is, there's, in fact, I, do, I, do, I don't even really want to go into the psychological effects. But then, and I also believe we should also have like group therapies. Mm-hmm. We should have counseling units, follow-up units, which is the most important because you could go through counseling. I've, I've I, personally, I've handled three rape cases as a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And you finish counseling, everything is fine. But then you could see that same person in just a week time and the person is completely broken down again. Follow-up is very important. And I believe rape victims have should have free access to a therapist. I definitely agree as well. I strongly believe that. And regardless of wherever they are around the world, I believe they should have free access to therapists they should have a support group even if it's one created by their family or friends or the therapist that's like very very important i agree so i have a question um so me you know i'm an Igbo woman um but i was you know born and raised you know in america um but i travel often i come back home often in the aspect what do you do you feel as if mental health is um Taking care of. I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, I was saying, like, do you think that mental, the the topic of mental health, do you think that is something that um, Nigeria, uh, as as a country, takes seriously as far as having programs that are geared towards mental health or services, like you said, like for instance, group therapy. or even discussed between one another in community, do you think mental health is something that people actually talk about and, and take into consideration? Or is it kind of like a, ta- not a taboo, but it's not as, people don't see the importance of mental health. It's exactly, me- mental health is highly neglected in Nigeria. Mm. Yeah, okay. You're freezing, doctor. You're freezing. Have you ever been to a mental institute here in Nigeria? Ah, mental institution? I don't think so. Are are there some there? Oh, a psychiatric ward or like any mental institute here in Nigeria? Yes. Mm. I've been to three. I've been to one in Kaduna. Mm-hmm. I've been to one in Abelkota, and I've been to one in Lagos. Okay. And they're trying their best to give the best service there, but I strongly believe they need. They could do better. They could do more. And why they're not really doing to their best is because 
they don't have provisions. Mm. Governments, <clears throat> I'm not happy with how they support them. It's mm. really sad. Then a lot of families here find it like really humiliating taking a member of their family or their child to a psychiatric home. Mm -hmm. But then, if you're not, it's going to affect you as you're having a plague. Mm. You could be physically healthy and everything is okay, but if your mental state is not 100%, Mm -hmm. You could go from 100 to zero. You could harm yourself. You could... Their emotions, you know, their emotions that could actually make you physically ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware about that. Definitely. Can you hear me, doctor? Can you hear me? So mental health is, I feel, is highly neglected in this country. And I feel like our, our government could do better for us and do more for us. And we as a people could accept it better concept behind it. Love, we have like a lot of good therapists here in Nigeria, but they're not being put to use because we don't appreciate the mental institute in this country we see it as a joke nigerians see it as a joke one thing that you said and it's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. one thing that you said that really stuck out to me one thing that you said was how um you know what we think you know like you um you can be physically okay i really hope they can do better oh can you hear me? Whoo, I don't know. What is going on? Um, but I definitely believe that um Dr. Morkel, she said a lot of um a lot of uh good positive um points, definitely. Um what I was gonna tell her was that uh, definitely you can be physically okay, you can be physically healthy, but if you are mentally um, unhealthy, uh, it's gonna take over. I know that the the Bible even says what the mind thinks the body follows. And I strongly believe that because your mind is really in essence what controls your body. Before you make an action, before you commit any action or anything, is in anything, um, you your mind has first pr uh, processed that and then it is telling your body what to do, even to the point of me walking. Um, if I'm, you know, walking across the street and going step by step, my mind is telling me to do those things. So the mind definitely plays a role and a factor in um, in in what, what you do. So making sure that mental health is important as well is definitely key as far as this global issue that we have. So yeah, doctor, can you hear me now? Oh, yes, I can. Okay, I, I was just, I was basically just um, continuing what you were saying about when you were saying you can be physically 
healthy, physically okay, but your mind can be, you know, um, bad. Or like your, your, your mind can be somewhere else. But I was saying that that even connects yeah, to what the Bible... Up there. Yeah, I was saying that even connects to what the Bible says even when they say, um, for what the mind thinks the body follows. So your mind controls your body. So if you're yeah. not mentally healthy, your I body know. is gonna follow with that, you know? I believe so. Yes, because your subconscious listens. Your subconscious is like the most sensitive part of your system. You know, when you worry too much, using worry as an example, you could have stomach-related disease. Do you know that? I had no clue. So if your mind is not in the best place, even if you're not physically ill or have any form of genetic illness, you could get yourself ill by your emotions, feeling those emotions constantly. The different emotions that we are pancreas, different emotions, our kidney, like if you're constantly having those emotions, you're killing those organs. Mm. So it's very key, very important to to be mentally healthy, not just physically healthy. Mm. Okay, now I want to ask a question. What do you think, this same question goes to Dr. Obi and Jasmine. Now, I'll go with Dr. first. What do you think causes the attackers to do this act? Jasmine, do you have do you have anything to say about that? What do you think? Do you think it's an evil spirit spiritually? Um, I think um, on a on a spiritual aspect, I definitely feel like it. Like I said earlier, I okay, go, go ahead. okay. Oh, I was gonna say on a spiritual aspect, on a spiritual aspect, uh, I believe that it, it, it definitely can be a demonic influence, whether it's the spirit of lust. Um, most, I really, the spirit of lust for sure. Um, but I also believe, you know, some people can literally have mental disorders, you know, and, and it, it can be a, a natural um, mental health issue. You know what I'm saying? But on a spiritual aspect, I definitely believe the spirit of lust can really overpower a person and drive them listening to thoughts that really aren't their own thoughts. Um, and they are going ahead and committing this action on a spiritual level. But then there are some, um, cause not everything is always a demonic or sometimes mental health issues are real. Um, mental health conditions are very much so real. So somebody can be mentally just unstable. Wow. So doctor, can you still hear us? Can you tell me what causes those attackers to also uh, behave like this? Okay. Could, could I state a funny fact? <laughs> it, it's funny, right, but it's real. it's real. Do you know that most okay. of the rapists out there 
they 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 are not violent people they are not people that are criminals they are human beings like you and i but they don't understand the knowledge of concept consent mm-hmm. rather yeah, so good. it's not a mental issue or spiritual issue. It is just the idea of consent. Silence is not consent. I could start having sex with you and I have given you consent and I can withdraw my consent. And if you don't stop, you are raping me. You have to understand yeah. what consent is. That's why so many ladies tell you, oh, Jasmine, you raped me. And Jasmine goes like, no, I didn't rape you. But when you check consent, Jasmine might have actually gone overboard. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. That yeah. where Jasmine is coming from, from the spirit of loss, whatever that goes into your mind, you control it. You can decide to be lost or you can decide to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Our physiological sexual feelings are natural from God. And we can decide to either, there is a defense mechanism in psychology whereby when you are having a particular urge to do something, you don't do that thing, but you focus that particular energy to do something positive. You can decide to dwell on that sexual feeling or you could decide to use that sexual energy to do something positive. Yeah, but true, so many true. people don't have uh, discipline. It all boils down to discipline. People that rape based on lust, they don't have discipline. Mm-hmm. They have no control mm. over their mind and their body. So, so you're saying, um, because I know some people will be listening to us all over the world, and I believe someone that has ever done it be listening so your advice to them is they should first of all make sure they seek consent before having yes, sexual and, intercourse and, and understand and understand what consent is understand every nuke and cranny and inch of what consent is because there are different ways of seeking consent and there are different ways whereby consent can be broken whoa because if you check more i think we'll talk about this of people calling out rapists online after they say no to rape thing happened it was all based on consent not that they came into their room and raped them at night these are guys that they knew on a mutual base but consent there was no consent but, but, but when it comes to that and me not saying yes, and you still going ahead to have sex, even though I didn't push you away, there's still no consent. I understand, but what happens to, okay, fine, I agree with consent, but what happens to those, to that three-year-old girl and that three-month-old baby? Would you say they, they, the they, 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 they attack her, really? Come again? The man I said, has no discipline and moral, moral should i say moral upbringing or i, I don't I, i'm missing the word to use right there but the man has he has no morals let me just put it that way and he has zero no discipline okay 
we'll swim around it what is bad and still go ahead to do what is bad because they don't feel like they will face the consequences and that is why so many rapists get away with it in nigeria because there's no justice system fighting constantly to get justice for rape victims okay um we're, we're about to round up and um this discussion will be continued next week because we really need to talk about the content the discipline about men but my my question for us to close uh, before we, we round up is is it our culture because i believe you understand yoruba yoruba um, culture very well is it in the yoruba culture that rape is allowed or rape is um, been um, condoned i hope you understand rape I don't feel rape should be part of any culture. I don't feel rape should be condoned in any culture. But a lot of people are sitting on the fence on the issue called rape in so many cultures. Not that it is condoned. People just sit on the fence. They don't do anything about it. Okay. Okay. Jasmine, um, what would you say or what kind of um, advice or uh, what would you say to that man that raped a three months and a three-year-old baby what would you say to that person about his act you're not to condemn you're not to judge because it could be anyone but what do you think you could say spiritually concerning that act what do you think would stop it what do you think would stop it as well Yes. Um, spiritually, what I would advise that person, and like you said, right, I'm not judging because all sin is weighed the same at the end of the day. Um, that's one thing we need to understand. Though rape is a very serious and gruesome act, it's it, it's not, no no evil act is above the other. They all weight the same. But I would first and foremost tell that person um, to repent, which really just means turn turn back. You know you know, to God really, and just turn to God and, and, and really leave that lifestyle, leave that type of actions, but most importantly, extend for, ask for forgiveness and apologize to the person, the family that, um, that person, like his actions has caused. Cause imagine all the stress, all the, all the, really just the stress that has been brought on that family because of his selfish, um, undisciplined actions. So definitely asking for forgiveness and then just holding himself accountable moving forward. If he does eventually moving forward gets tempted, um, he will re he will think before he acts first. And like going back to what Dr. Obi said, learn about what consent is and educate himself on that. So that way this doesn't happen again. But most importantly, I feel like he just needs to ask for forgiveness from the family as well as God, repent and just um, really, really just, just learn to do better. So that next time, like this isn't going to happen again. Hopefully he will learn from this one or this situation and that will be it. Okay, um, Dr. Obi. I want to say thank you for um, coming online. I want you to, where can people really meet you online? I would like 
your social media handles and um, where can people reach me, reach you? Dr. Abi, can you hear me? Are you there? All right, Jasmine. Yes. Why Dr. Abi trying to get to hear us? What, uh, how and where can people reach you? So you guys can follow me on my social media handles on Instagram. I'm jazz, J-A-S dot Ifoma, I-F-E-O-M-A. Um, Jasmine Ifoma on Twitter. I have a podcast called Babbling with Jazz. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all, all streaming podcast platforms. And that's um, and we also have social media for Babbling with Jazz as well, which is B-A-B-B-L-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-J-A-S. So you can follow me on there and be on the lookout for season three. All right, Dr. Toby, where can people reach you? I think she's off. I think she's off. Well, once more, we've come to an end of today's um, uh, episode of uh, Mind Close at 101. I thank you, Jasmine. I thank Dr. Obi for coming. Doctor, can you still hear me? Can you hear me now? Hello, can you hear me, Doctor? Michael, uh, 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 that is well, hosted uh, by uh, uh, Ochiko Omeda, Michael from Nigeria, and uh, we are ple pleasure to have people around the world talking about something which everyone is suffering, but uh, very few people talk about it. And it's good to have a global discussion going around like this on IBM TV. And would appreciate if we can continue discussing uh, good things and sharing the best practices for the world, for the people, and that is what uh, IBM TV is all about. And uh, I would like to invite Jasmine and uh, Dr. Samuel on our uh, regular shows as well, uh, apart from uh, Michael's uh, show, which happens uh, Mind Close at 101 uh, every Friday, 9 a.m. EST. Uh, so we started this week, and this was the first show happening. And uh, we can uh, discuss that maybe offline uh, whenever uh, things are uh, convenient for everyone. And uh, it's time to wrap up, Michael. So you want to wrap up the show before we uh, play the uh, intro? Yeah, it's time to wrap up. And um, Jasmine, Dr. Albi, we have a tradition in uh, IBM TV, and it's Namaste. So we say thank you for coming on live. Thank you for participating. See you next week. Namaste. Signing out. See you next week. Same time. Bye. Thank you. And uh, we are just wrapping the show. I think Michael already left before wrapping the show. Before I went off, I wanted to chip something to what you said, Jasper.